Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Because it's that time of year again. The trees are up and the lights are twinkling, and we're doing our Christmas episode. This will also be the closer for Season 2 of The Random Men, and we want to start off by thanking all of you for the overwhelming support you've shown us. We're having a lot of fun doing this, and from the feedback, y'all are having fun with the ride-along. So without further ado... Let's deck the halls and light the lights, because today, two random men have to do a Christmas episode. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? I was sitting here four days out from Christmas. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just had to do a Christmas episode. Why not? I mean, come (laughs) on. Uh, I I have to, before we get too far into it, I got to tell myself one thing. So, I love Christmas. I love gift gifting, giving. I love, I love getting gifts too. But that's not my big thing. I enjoy the decorations, the lights, all yeah, that stuff. Atmosphere. Pretty, much, pretty much everything that goes into Christmas. I love. It's Christmas in the air, except for one thing: people being nasty. I hate Christmas music. I really, really do. I know that's that's kind of a shitty I don't think you're thing. alone in it. <laughs> Anybody who works in retail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Retail, fast food. Um, Anywhere where there's an overhead speaker. Yeah, pretty much. Safe to say. Yeah. It's. Well, they got to listen to it over, over and over. And it's typically the same, you know, 10 or 12 songs. Sometimes you go, hey, I'm okay with that song just because it's something I haven't heard a million times. But. There's so many of them to me that just, oh, they just, they drag, and it's the same thing just over and over, and they just drive me crazy. I'm, I'm so sorry. Is it the Charlie Brown one where it's like, Christmas time oh, is near? Oh, that's one oh, that drives me up the wall. nails on a chalkboard, mm. buddy. What's the one that's the, uh, da, da, wonderful Christmas time? Oh, no, that, that was the, that's the worst Ooh, one. By far. In my opinion, the worst one. Because it's it doesn't change over and over again. It's Uh, just this repeat of that kind of cadence or pentameter. mm. It's just over and over, like beating Mm -hmm. your head against a wall. Yep. Now, sorry, you're 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 safe in your opinions Mm. with that. I don't think you find any. But who who jams that? (laughs) Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like uh, we do every year, where we get in the car and we'll put on. You know, we'll flip it over to whatever station or... Drive around, uh, look at the lights. Look at the lights, put on the Christmas music, and do the thing. And, you know, that's cool. Like, I'm I'm fine with that. But I'm also, I'm looking at the lights, I'm doing that kind of stuff. I'm not really paying attention. That's more for everybody else in the car. Kind of set the... the ambiance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, man, those ones, oh, just drive me crazy. But, to get started on this one. So, do you know Jingle Bells is not a Christmas song? No, I did not. Jingle Bells is actually a Thanksgiving song. Remember that forgotten holiday that nobody talks about anymore? Oh, because right after Halloween, it's all about Christmas? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So The, the memes of uh, Mariah Carey poking her head out of the hole like a groundhog <laughs> right after Halloween? I like them. They're exactly. Funny. So, it was written in 1857 by a guy named James Lord Pierpoint. Pretty solid name. And it was published under the title... One horse open sleigh. Okay. Okay. So, back in that time, there was a big celebration that they had every year called the Medford Sleigh Races. Did it say where this was at? Or did I just not catch that? Uh, 
No, I didn't actually find out where it's from. I'm sure if I looked up Medford sleigh races, it would probably show me. Um, but apparently that Not was, important. That was a big thing that they did every year. And so he wrote this song about the sleigh races. And his whole idea was he would sing it. Uh, um, At Thanksgiving time? Or, uh, during, I guess, the festivities they had during the... He would play it uh, at his Sunday school class to kind of get everybody kind of amped up and into the spirit about oh, the yeah. sleigh races they did every year. But it slowly got brought in like everything else. You know, like I said, we've slowly been moving. Thanksgiving is just going away and it's more about like, oh, it's not. We go straight from Halloween to Christmas, like I said. And so this is one of those ones that kind of fell got into that pushed post. further down the line. I was pretty happy this year to see all the the retailers that got off on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Well, maybe not Black Friday, but Thanksgiving Day. Because mm. in the past, I mean, probably the past, oh, shit, no, 15, 20 oh, years, yeah. uh, they've had to work like dogs during mm-hmm. th- Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's unfair to families. Yeah, man. I mean, if nothing else, let's hold the idea that Thanksgiving is at least that one day of the year for you and your family to sit around and just eat. Yeah. Get fat. Be merry. Happy. Give thanks. <laughs> Jingle Bells was also the first song played in space. Broadcast no. throughout space. No. So what that's what, what the... the research says. <laughs> Jingle Bells? Yep. Okay. Uh on uh, it... the website I looked up was a uh, sur- survival update. So was it like played like the space station did it? I guess so. I don't know. They just broadcast it yep, out there. Yeah. Boom. I wonder Jingle if it's on that golden record that's floating around in space with <laughs> yeah, the Beatles and that. That's, yeah, yeah it's like, like the Beatles and uh, an Elvis song. I think is on there. Uh, yeah, I think it's got some like Bach and Beethoven. Yeah, it's supposed to be like one of those historical, uh, some of the best songs that have been composed. Isn't that one of those where every every country donated "Hello" in their yeah, language? I think so. Yeah, something like that. Something that's like cool. that. Like if an alien picks it up, like they're gonna understand any of it anyway. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter how many languages <laughs> are on there. They're probably like, not they speak, speak Dutch, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, Martians speak Dutch, by the way. Yeah, Jingle Bells. <laughs> I'll be damned. In space, you would think it'd be something like "Let It Be." <laughs> now, I w- I would hope like I don't know. Let's just say the first song that a uh, an an alien's gonna hear is maybe we're not gonna take it. <laughs> like no don't don't you come here with that world destroying shit <laughs> it's the beastie boys fight for your right to party <laughs> there you go <laughs> welcome to earth we so do i guess i take for granted <laughs> when you were just talking about the jingle bells saying that like the snow they could have sleigh rides i don't think about snow shit i don't even really think about it being cold during thanksgiving well yeah but because geographically Texas, yeah, yeah that's not a big thing for us yeah oh boy it's mm. I, I was kind of wondering this year with the all the shipping problems that everybody's been having yeah wouldn't it be hilarious if there were just no gifts on christmas everything was backordered and you just everybody had to spend time with their family and appreciate loved ones we did the whoville thing where we just all just grab hands and it's like no presents, no anything. I, no that's presents. Not necessarily a bad thing. That'd be hard on the kids, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I think we should also what do, say... What did I get? You get a story from Grandpa. I do think we should say, before we get any further into this episode... Yeah, that you're, you're right. If this is not an episode um, 
There's a safety if, warning. It's yeah, it's a safety. It's warning. a safety warning. If you're, which I don't know why we got explicit content posted up there, but some people, uh, we know, listen in the car mm-hmm. when they're driving. Uh, if there are children in the car, we might bring up things that sensitive subjects. We're we're, we're staying away from things like uh, the big man. Yeah, we're not gonna really any history on that or anything, so that's pretty safe. But we're we're gonna talk about a couple of things from history, and where Christmas traditions come from and such. Yeah, and if, a if bit it's more something you don't stuff. want them privy to, uh, maybe wait until they're not in the car or the room. Maybe this would be a more adult one, even though we're not gonna do anything wild and crazy. No, but it would. It, it's definitely. A safety. There might thing. be some things or traditions in your family that we don't want to ruin. We, we don't mess might kind of yep, hit yep, a yep. subject that you know, or, or give no disrespect to it, but but we're going to give some history on some things. Yeah. So please, if, and we're going to talk openly about it. So yeah, if you have any little ones listening right now, probably be a good time to go ahead and go and stop this one. Maybe catch up on save it later. this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there, there's your warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll continue with the conversation. Because we are random men, but we are caring men, too. We are caring men. It is a season for caring, <laughs> sir. So, that being said. You were saying something about Rudolph, right, as I was walking in. Okay, so. Here we go, right out of the gate. <laughs> everybody knows the big thing about Rudolph. Leads a sleigh. Red, shiny nose. Makes it through the fog. All that kind of stuff. There has actually been a lot of veterinary work that's gone into this. And... Yeah. Are you getting into science? Uh, yeah, it's a scientific thing. Where, have you ever seen, okay, think about yourself. When you get cold, when a, when a human being gets cold, typically their face, their nose, begins uh, to flush and turn their red. Their ears get flushed, get red, because the blood, you know, circulating, doing all that kind of stuff. Well, it's not unheard of for a lot of animals in the animal kingdom to fluctuate their body temperature through different parts of their body. The blood, blood vessels... In different parts of the body can react in different ways. Blood works the same way. Yeah. Mammals. So, with reindeer, since they typically live in very cold climates and a lot of times in higher altitude, especially, you know, if a ranger's out there and flying Santa around all, all, all over the world, then he's going to be really high up there. But they actually, uh, the blood vessels in their nose can take in, I want to say, I saw something where it was like 25% more blood than like what a human being can take in. I'm sure it's a big ass nose. Yeah. <laughs> and that helps heat their face, which then kind of flushes throughout the rest of their body. And again, I'm not a veterinarian. I'm, I'm not a scientist not? by any means. But it can actually make their nose turn red the same way that a human being would do, like I said, with their cheeks, their ears, nose. Okay. Kind of thing. Now, that can actually make their nose look red. Well... But, here's the kicker, if something else happens and there is either, say, an infection or a parasite Ew. that gets involved, then it can actually increase the blood flow and the intake into uh, the vessels inside their nose and make it become a really bright red. So, so somebody somewhere saw... Rudolph. A big red-nosed <laughs> reindeer running around. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I'll be a monkey's so, uncle. Most likely, Rudolph just had a parasite. Aw, oh, man. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> but uh, I like... Grody. 
I like to believe it is a. <laughs> I like to believe it's it's like a duality thing. It's a, a, a what do they call it when the a parasite and the host go back and forth like they're yeah, symbiotic symbiotic relationship um, because the symbiote gets to live and the reindeer can lead us the sleigh, the sleigh through is guided pop, by <laughs> venom yeah a symbiote we were bordering symbiote. on Marty and you went straight there oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so this is why we gave the warning. You don't want kids hearing that. Technically, I guess Rudolph could kind of sort of. Happen. Did you know Rudolph <laughs> uh, was actually a Montgomery Ward Department Store creation? Mm-hmm. I, I had heard that. They, yes. Yeah, they asked one of the copywriters to come up with some kind of Christmas story that they could tell the kids, mm-hmm. and then they would distribute it and use it as a promotional tool. Yeah. Well, you know the Island of Misfit Toys, all that kind of stuff, and they came up with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. So the the original story or the cartoon comic? Uh, the original the, story that the yeah, character yeah, of it, and that was yeah, in 1939. Okay. So between 39 and then when the movie dropped in 64, the legend blew up that fast. Uh, yeah. the, the It took hold. Well, yeah. It took in. One of our first uh, real big pushes at a singular reindeer. We had the other eight names, and I'm going to bring something up. Remind me to bring something up here in a minute. Um, but yeah, that was our first time to like really get personal with one of the reindeer, if that makes sense. Why is it always about blitzing? I'll tell you something about that here in a minute. And Blitzen. Anyway, finish your Rudolph. Uh, that was pretty much all I had to say about Rudolph. Um, How much can you talk about Rudolph? Well, oh, I got one know, other thing. Actually, uh, okay. okay. Did you know that the film Elf, we might have talked about, I don't know, but um, apparently they got sued by the company that produced Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because the sets, the Elf, the designs, the whole um, stylized... Kind of claymation-y look. Uh, the the whole, look of the yeah. North Pole and all that was stop motion animation, directly taken from mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it got them into a lawsuit. Hmm. It's hmm. kind of the first thing you think about when you're watching the movie Elf, Will Ferrell Elf, is that, oh yeah, this is totally r- ripping off Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And they did that intentionally and got sued intentionally. Pause that for a second. I'm let done f- with it. Let me finish my Rudolph thing and I'll jump back to that. Uh, Rudolph talk with Keith and Kenneth. So Montgomery Ward also... Had an issue because when they came to them and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. This reindeer is going to have a glowing red nose. Well, they associated that with being drunk. Mm. <laughs> and so Montgomery War was like, uh, I don't I don't know if we can sell that. Like, I, I don't know how that's going to go. If you um, look at any cartoon strip from back in the day. Yeah. That, that, any cartoon. Yeah, the drunken guy. Just the red face, red nose. Yeah, yeah just the red nose drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see so that. The so the creator had to fight really, really hard to convince them, like, "Hey, no!" And so the uh, the guy that actually did the original drawing—I don't have his name, sorry. Heck, uh, it could have been the creator. I don't, I don't remember. Actually, showed them a drawing, and it was the one that we've seen a million the times. Concept where art. The concept art where it's like him pulling Rudolph pulling the sleigh uh, by the street sign that has like North Pole, South Pole, New York, or whatever yeah, it is. It's taken off and. After seeing that, and they were like, okay, that actually doesn't look like a drunken reindeer. This could make us <laughs> like, some like, money. That that actually looks good and looks f- like a family type of thing. And so finally they were like, okay, we'll green light that. And before you know it, they so. slapped it on a lunchbox and they sell it. They were selling it. <laughs> so. They didn't stop to think if they should. So there's our, our Rudolph. 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 <laughs> Red nosed reindeer. Leroy the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> oh anyway. why? 
Was that Joe Diffie? Who did that? And uh, was it Joe Diffie or... I don't remember. Irrelevant. Um, so, back to what you were saying about Elf. So, of course, everybody has their their holiday movies. Of course. I mean, and we've talked about this many times on, on this podcast, where every holiday or maybe something that's going on in the world, you're going to watch these certain movies and do it. And of course, Christmas is a big one, especially with all we the kids' about movies. about classics and all that, the, the oh, traditions yeah. you hand down. Oh, yeah. You know, I think our house and your house is Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. There's For sure. a lot of them like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, shitter's full. Did you know that a census, don't know the name of the census, but a census said that they record at least 12,000 decoration related injuries every year. People going out there trying to be Clark Griswold. Like, you don't totally have to convince me of that. I believe it. <laughs> there have been a couple times. Oh, almost was Everybody's had that roof incident yeah. where it's like, oh, oh, I got lucky there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The ladder goes. You kind of do that Wile E. Coyote. <laughs> Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Both feet. Kinda, you're still sliding. You're both feet are in front of you trying to gain running footing. Running through the air somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If I don't look down, I don't fall. Mm-hmm. Them's Wile E. Coyote rules. Mm, exactly. There you go. And it was how many? Uh, they, the, the last one was like 12,000. Just, <laughs> like just in the U.S. In a season. Just basically well, people trying to put up Christmas lights and Christmas trees and stuff like that. Heights plus electricity. Mm-hmm. Plus you're angry. Mm-hmm. Fire. I assume. Faulty wiring. Um, Frustration. I'm sure everybody out there has at least one shitty ladder or something like that that they still use. Bring me my Christmas ladder. (laughs) It was my father's and my father's before him. So uh, the other day I was putting out the lights. or Well, no, here a couple weeks ago I was putting out the lights and uh, we brought our travel trailer home. And so it's parked on one side of the driveway. And then we parked our two vehicles on the other side. And so I'd back the trailer all the way up to try to get it as you know make sure it was not in the road at all right. well to do that it's like inches from the house i'm talking like maybe two inches from the house right so i go to it's put the christmas clothes lights homeboy up. yeah i go to put the christmas lights up i'm like oh crap the trailer's in the way okay so it sits the, the roof of it sits right at about the eve of you know i think i can solve your problem well no i solved the problem uh i told <laughs> Liz and the kiddo to go inside and leave me alone for a little while. And so I, no joke, like one foot on the side of the house, one foot on the side of the trailer and pushed myself up and was able to kind of shimmy around. Spider-Man, I would have just got on top of the trailer the way you're making it sound. I realized that. Lay on my bed. After I got done. After I got done. You called me. I got good advice, man. I could have just climbed up on top of the trailer. Stand on top of the trailer. It would have been way easier. Yeah. But I got it done. Camper. Got it done. For some people, they might be like, why would he stand on top of a flatbed trailer? A camper. We we call a camper trailers. Camper. Here where we're from. Trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I got the lights up. That's all that mattered. Got them done. Everyone's happy. Yeah. The house is lit. The Mm -hmm. young one is gleaming with Christmas cheer. He goes out every night and wants to just stand there and look at the lights. And I mean, we're not, again, I didn't go, you know, Griswold on this, you know, by any means. One of these years, I'm going to. One of these years, I'm going to just Why? break down and go, Why, you know what? Man, man I'm just going to go full tilt boogie on it. And do you remember that show Life with Louie? <laughs> yes, I do. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Animated Louie Anderson show. And I remember I, a scene sticks out to me 
every Christmas where the dad went out there and just took the strand of lights and just threw it up on the roof. Plugged yep. them in and walked back inside. This was just ball and web of Christmas lights mm-hmm. on there. And I was like, ah, oh, man, that'd be... I thought about doing that the would be one. me if I was left have, to my own devices. Have you ever seen where someone will have like a, a cutout of the Grinch with a bag and like yep. a half strand, a strand of, light, of like half a strand of lights hanging out? Like they've genius stole everything. I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah, award. Whoever did that first, man, like that person deserves. Didn't I do a good job? Biggest award. Wife no. standing there with the arms crossed, shaking head, and he no, deserves no, a major no. award. A major award. <gasps> oh no, I haven't broke out the. Leg lamp. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's not in the window. Because you have like a full size, like I six foot leg lamp. Christmas story <laughs> leg lamp. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Came in the wood box, the whole nine yards. Yeah, it's right? got the crate, the major award crate. <laughs> I turned it into shelving for albums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Melanie got that a couple of years. Uh, God, well, I think when we first moved into the house. Yeah. So for it's Julie. been, it's, it's, yeah, it's been in the window every season. <laughs> but now that we have the two year olds, we cannot put things that are for Gile out. For them to grab. I've been really happy no with little the ones Christmas or tree. Early cats? Pubescent boys? Why'd you take it there, man? Well, he's in there. He's like rubbing oh, on yeah. the mama slaps the hand away. <laughs> Ralphie's just rubbing the leg and the mom slaps him. <laughs> okay, so on that note, hold on a sec. Um, Wait, no, it was getting good. Oh, go for it. Go for, okay, go ahead. No, I'm that, it was good. That's all I had to. I still say fudge. Time of year when I'm like, ah, fudge! So a man named Bob Clark was the one that helped make a Christmas story. I know a Bobby Clark. Bob Clark also made the original Black Christmas. I read that somewhere. <laughs> I don't wow. know why I didn't think that it was. got some range. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Did one of the greatest Christmas yeah, story movies of all time. And then also made one of the first... Best Christmas horror movies. Not looking it up at all, but just going off of memory, I'm pretty sure Black Christmas was way before the 70s. Uh, yeah, I believe and so. Then, yeah. Yep. Yep. And wow. But yeah. still, to say the same dude. Do you think wow. he felt like he needed to do a little repenting? Maybe. He's like, boy, did I just... <laughs> I did a bad thing. I've got to make a good thing. Hmm. Did you know? What's funny is that his second Christmas movie became the classic. I mean, Black Christmas is, to horror movie fans, horror a, movie classic, fans a classic. classic, but... but Nothing, nothing on yeah, the level I mean, of a I've, Christmas story. You've got that. I, I don't know about you, but I've got like those four or five that every Christmas I'm also done watching. It's the ones that they're on. Seriously, when you're wrapping presents, it's, they they are going to like tomorrow. Well, you walked in here turn earlier, on your TV. And I was watching Christmas Home Alone. Story, yes. Christmas Story, Home Alone, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. The Grinch, Grinch, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, Die Hard, Die Hard. Yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. If there's anybody that doesn't agree with that, then... Lethal Weapon? Hmm. The first one. The first one. Yeah, just the first one. Yeah. The whole yeah. series takes place at Christmas. Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Die Hard. I don't even know if I made it that far into Lethal Weapon. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that there are more Santa Claus-based horror movies than Voorhees, Kruger, and Myers movies put together? Think about that for a second. You got your mm. your mm. your three. That's a hell of a run, man. Your three bigs yeah. of horror movies, and there are more Santa Claus based horror movies than all three of them put together. You know, I appreciate you turning me on to Rare Exports. That was, that was a, a great good one. movie. That was a great one. And I don't mind subtitles. Yeah, 
hey, I can I can really get into a movie if it's that good, <laughs> regardless of what language. If, then, if you're getting tired of all the the standards, the traditional Christmas movies, and you need to just have kind of a, a turn your brain off and watch just some holiday horror, check out Rare Exports. I'm not going to give any of the premise away, but uh, it, it's Santa based. But it's definitely, yeah, a horror movie. You know, Santa's also a mutant. Yes, uh, in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Isn't he a level, he's like a... He's an Omega. He's an Omega mutant. The highest tier there is, He's yeah, he's an Omega mutant. Because, I mean, come on. (laughs) All the stuff the same. Little fun fact. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Stanley said, mine. (laughs) I'm calling the big man. I think he has an axe in those, too. Which would make sense. He's got a beard. Hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about mistletoe? Big fan, actually. What What does it immediately make you think of? Kissing. What if I told you dung on a stick? Dung on a stick. That doesn't make me think of kissing. That's how mistletoe is spread through birds pooping on things. Oh, I see where you're going with this. I, you kind of lost me there for a second. Yep. I was like, why would you say mm-hmm. such a thing to me yeah. when I'm talking so, about yeah. smooching? Yeah, mistletoe is pretty much, for the most part, spread by bird poop. Well, you just ruined it for everybody. Ooh, well, thanks for bringing that to the party, Keith. <laughs> Think about that next time. Next time you're standing under this beautiful <laughs> mistletoe, ready to just lay one on the love of your life. That bird's already laid one on something else. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you know the tradition of the Christmas tree goes all the way back to like ancient Egypt and Rome? No joke. Yep. They would use evergreens to decorate uh, in honor of the winter solstice. Okay. Hoping that spring would soon return. Hmm. So that's, you had the Christmas trees. Now, Christmas trees in homes during Christmas really didn't get popularized until uh, Prince Albert of Germany came along. He married Queen Victoria in 1840s. And in Germany at that time, it was a tradition to decorate trees for Christmas. So he marries Queen Victoria and then took a whole room of Windsor Palace and decorated it with Christmas trees. And it became such a, it was like a winter wonderland. And it became such a thing that, as we've talked about before, trends with the royal families, aristocracy, trickles down to everybody because you want to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. So after that, it became a tradition to put a Christmas tree in the English-speaking parts of the world to keep Christmas trees. So yeah, about 1840s was when that so. caught on. So Prince Albert in a can. Get it! <laughs> <laughs> that being said, since you're going historical, before Christmas trees, did you know that in the 1600s, Christmas was... Shit on a stick. Christmas was really celebrated as a adult holiday. Really? Yes. Ooh. It was celebrated for Hello. 12 days <laughs> of complete debauchery. Oh boy, howdy. Yes, uh, this comes, uh, lady I watched, uh, Kinky History on TikTok, oh. is the one that I found this on. People partied, drank, cross-dressed, and had orgies for 12 days straight, celebrating Christmas. Can I elaborate on that? Sure. It actually, you're not wrong, but it was from a Roman holiday called Saturnalia. Okay. Or Saturnalia. I think Saturnalia. And what that was is the last week, pretty much in December, mm-hmm. 
they would celebrate again, like with the winter solstice and all that. Um, the god Saturn was an agricultural deity. And so they believed there was a time called the Golden Age, back when nobody had to farm or work or do anything, and the Earth was so bountiful that it was almost a utopia. Everybody had everything they needed. All the food, water. I mean, you didn't have to do anything but sit around and live like gods. Enjoy it and party it up. Yes. So, uh, the Saturnalia was a celebration in Rome, which actually went back to Greek culture. Okay. But really caught on during the Roman age. So, yeah, you're not wrong. And what it was was... Like a freedom festival. Yeah, just everybody just slaves ate with masters. Everybody in the street could just do whatever you wanted within reason. And uh, there was well, pub- some of it wasn't in reason. There pub- was something- public banquets, like you said, orgies. Uh, there was no work, no school. They wouldn't hold court, so it was just it's like the purge. Yeah, the, the, the statues <laughs> of Saturn. They would take like all the, uh, I guess, ornamentation off of him because mm-hmm. it was a symbol of the freedom of. Back when life was good and everything was free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can totally see orgies being a huge part of that. Yeah. Well, and, and it was an adult. Yeah, and they actually had where, and there's, if you look through some old, old uh, Christmas songs, you actually see things where they talk about, you know, give me food or I'm going to do this or, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for, there's one that's like a, about like a, like a pudding pie or something like that. Anyway, that's stuff that's left over from like basically oh. the rich would open up their houses and allow mm-hmm. everybody to just come party and do whatever. Because if they didn't, people would riot and go into like destroying property. Yes. Saturnalia. Just, yeah. It was the opposite of the purge. It was like, you better be nice. Well, this is where, The gift giving was a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. You gave mm-hmm. gifts to mm-hmm. everybody. So you you were giving like, I'm opening my house to you and I'm going to feed you. I'm like, here's my gift to you. Like, here's this Leave me whatever. alone for the rest of the year. Yeah. So See, I can be nice. And it got so out of hand that they started like banning Christmas for a little while. <laughs> this shit's gotten out of control, man. <laughs> like the church and the government came in. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't keep doing this. This is just raves in the streets. Yeah. And so they banned Christmas for like a year or two. And after that, came back and they were like, hey, why don't we turn this more into like a family ordeal? Like a family thing. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, why don't... We start bringing in Christmas trees where you guys can get together and y'all decorate a Everyone tree. Everyone can decorate it with their mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just your mommy. And for a long time, people weren't cool with it. But kind of turned this thing where they kind of condensed it down to more like <laughs> to where it was one day instead of 12. And started getting more like a holiday. Where are the orgies at? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> this is the week I, I get drunk. I want to get drunk and destroy shit and, just, and have sex. Yeah. Wildly. Yes. I don't want to hang popcorn on strings and shit. <laughs> What's going on with my party? Now this is family time now. No. Negative. Yeah. So, yeah. So believe it or not, there was a, I guess some people would say a dark side to Christmas there for a while. I, yeah, it was, you know it was what? Definitely out there. Definitely different. Sounds a lot less stressful than what it is these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you know? Love thy neighbor. Mm. That the 12 days of Christmas at this point in time would cost somebody 1.3 million roughly jesus <laughs> literally uh if somebody were to start the 12 days of how christmas how much are turtle doves actually you know what the one that cost the most is the drummers nope lord's leaping a lot of people would think the five golden rings how much does it cost to rent a lord to leap for you much less 
all those Lords of Leap. What is it? 12? Actually, 12? as of right now, the most expensive one would be the Seven Swans. No. $14,000. For Seven Swans? Mm-hmm. There's, that can't be true. Do you sell swans? I, no. <laughs> uh, I bet they, every Christmas, they're like, I can't wait for swan season. Everyone right now is Googling <laughs> price of a swan. Yeah. Well, hmm. I'm going to argue that point because the Lords are leaping. You just hire actors. Dude, you can hire an it's actor. It's not a real Lord. Mm. I guess unless you went out and found some dudes named Lord. Work around. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got to keep this on the cheap. I need you to just grab people off the street. I need you to legally go change your name to Lord. What? Just Lord Whitman. I don't care. Lord. It's got to be Lord. I think it's 12 Lords of Leaping. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that shit. There was a Victorian era game Ooh. that they played. They like to do it up. Called Snapdragons. I don't know why that kind of just tickled me. But I was like, <laughs> well, you got to keep going. You, going you're going to gonna hear this and you're going, what the fuck? Um, Let's go play a round of Snapdragons. Basically, they would sit there and soak a bowl of raisins in brandy, set it on fire, and then take turns trying to pull out handfuls of it and eat it. There was no television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to make your own. Somebody own was eventually going to do it. <laughs> Something you like make your own entertainment. We'll set the bowl on fire. The crazy thing was you got to try to grab them, but there is alcohol in them. The crazy okay. thing is they encourage the kids to get involved too. Well, shit, yeah, man. Then they sleep good at night. <laughs> Little baby hands filled with fat and gristle. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> Snapdragons. People tend to break up. Should we bring back Snapdragons? I'm cutting you off. Can we bring back Snapdragons? I, I, I'm not I think we would be asked to leave the party that we went to. I'm We're all going to play a game. Clear the table. I'm going to carry around a fire extinguisher with me. But, yeah, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Proceed. Did you know that the two weeks before Valentine's Day is the number one time that people break up? Okay? Mm-hmm, I believe it. The number two is two weeks before Christmas. Hell yeah. Because they just decide, I just don't want to get something. I don't something. buy you stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty shitty, but, eh, you know, I guess... Or they don't want to come back. And, it could be because they don't want to go meet family. That's Think about that. Well, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. My you just my in laws and family are actually pretty cool. I'm, I get along with most of them. Same. We're kind <laughs> so, of rare ducks because yeah, we do we get along really well with our in laws. Yeah, I'm fine with fine with that. So, but yeah, a lot of people. This is where we distance ourselves from people listening. Where they're like, oh no, there is trust a, these guys no more. It's supposed, I'm doing finger quotations here. I like them. It's supposed. Supposedly. Supposedly. I know you gave me shit about saying that before. I don't have good words to talk with. I don't speak good. It's rumored (laughs) that during the war, the Nazis would make shift ornaments to put on their tree that look like machine guns and grenades. Yeah, they're Nazis. Well, I guess it, at least they're enjoying Christmas, but doesn't that kind of go against like, decorate a all Christmas the Nazi tree? stuff in the first place? Like, wait a minute. Um, uh... Hate? Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, the whole man. thing. Like, uh, okay. You look at them. They kind of took whatever they wanted and said, it's ours now. Come we on, can't have Christmas, ruin, too. Yeah, don't ruin Christmas. Come on. This is one of my favorite things that I looked up during this whole deal. In 2008. Good year. A lady named Robin Zinjik. I'm sorry. That was oh, Robin Zinjik. I, I think I'm saying that right. 
built the world's biggest snow person. She has a snow woman. Because, I mean, hey, she's building the biggest snow person. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. 2008, that's when it started. (laughs) 122 feet and one inch. That No, that's a mountain. She made a snow mountain. A couple of feet shorter than the Statue of Liberty. Which, of course, was also a big gift. It's a hundred foot marshmallow man. Mm-hmm. No, more than a hundred. Yeah. Lord have mercy. So yeah. the it's bigger than the Stay Puft Marshmallow yep. Man. It dwarfed the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yep. Yep. Okay. Thirteen I- million pounds of snow. It took it took them four months to build. Oh, this. okay. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't like somebody just went out to you know. Okay, they were going Guinness. Yeah, somebody like, just didn't just walk outside and be like, "I, I want to build this giant thought... snowman." <laughs> no, like, like okay. There's an avalanche. All the snow falls down the mountain. I go out there, slap two pieces of coal and a carrot on it, and say, "I got the biggest snowman in the world." No, they did it like right on the ed- edge of town. Like she got everybody involved. Like in, they trucked in, in snow and just kept piling it on. And got, I mean, like some heavy equipment and the whole nine yards. Check this out. Check these facts out. Okay, lay them on me, bro. So, the eyelashes. Okay. Okay. She has put. Hey, it's a it's a female. It's a snow woman. Okay. If you draw a female in with so, art, the eyelashes uh, were made of eight pairs of skis. Yes. It had. A 48-foot-wide fleece hat. That took a long time. Yeah, whoever put that together, like, whoa. I just see, like, a sweatshop of knitting old ladies. My whole team. Fly to the bumblebees playing. The nose was over eight foot long and made of chicken wire and painted cheesecloth. Because they couldn't make it, like, heavy. It had to be light, yeah. Can't support that weight. Exactly. That's good thinking. Yeah, that's really good thinking. Uh, like, where'd you go? The lips. The lips. Five red car tires. How about a car yes. tire? Five red car tires. Three on the bottom, two on the top. Okay. This is where it gets You know I'm looking up a picture as out. soon as we stop. Oh, I have the picture. I'll show you to you. Okay, please oh, do. The arms. Oh, no. Think about this for a second. The red. arms <laughs> were 30 foot tall spruce trees i was thinking i was betting trees in my head i was trying to think of a tree that would it's literally in the picture i i wish i could explain this better to everybody tree fingers but it's literally the tree trunks are stuck at an angle with them hanging down with the trees just out there yeah so 30 foot tall trees to make up their arms have to be 130 foot long scarf think of all the homeless you could cover with that scarf I'm sure they, I hope they donate it. Anyway, because I mean, eventually it melted. What are we going to do with the scarf? Um, Last but not least, it had three five foot wide truck tires as buttons. It's the only way to go. If you're using, if you got, if tires are involved. They went big. Wow. (laughs) I guess that had to be a crane that put that shit up there. Oh, they got like the whole city involved and got, I mean, it turned into. Surely there's a video. You probably go watch a YouTube video. I wish I'd. We have video capabilities at, at this moment, but we don't. But look it up. It's pretty insane. It is crazy. And kudos to that town Snow for like everybody. Lady. Like that whole that. town came together and built this thing. And did it. Like, what a man, beautiful snow lady. Heck yeah, guys. That's that's some cool Good stuff. on them. 
I like things like that when people just go Guinness crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the Guinness World Record of the biggest snow person. I'm on board with that. Well, coming off of something that epic, I think it's time for us to do the thing. Let's do it. It's time for Search Engine Results. So again, this week, I asked our friend, the internet, that cannot tell a lie. <laughs> yeah. A question. I got the answer. I'm going to give you three answers, though, to choose from, and you get to decide which one sounds correct for you. Holiday edition. Holiday yeah. edition, yes. So we're going to make this pretty simple, bro. Okay. What is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? Oh, man. We got to keep with the flow. We already talked about how I hate Christmas songs. Oh. Okay. That's why it seems just perfect. Okay. Okay, right. what is a best-selling Christmas song of all time? You ready? Sure. A, All I Want for Christmas is You. B, White Christmas. Or C, Silent Night. Hmm. A, All I Want for Christmas is You. B, White Christmas. Or C, Silent Night. So this is the song itself, right? The single. Yes. Not an artist Many, many artists have, have done all these songs before. So, okay. The highest selling... Yeah, best selling single. Best selling Christmas single. Let's call that a Christmas single. Mm-hmm. Not covered, not been done a thousand times. Because that's a little different. But the mm-hmm. best selling single. Best selling single. Hmm. Yes. Okay. All I Want for Christmas is You. White Christmas. Or Silent Night. Well, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with more catchy of the two of, of the three. So I think I'm gonna say all I want for Christmas is you. Close, but no cigar. It's ah, actually the second. Damn. Yep. Number one, Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Uh, I'm dreaming. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, been around it's forever. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's funny about that is that it actually was not from the movie White Christmas. Okay. It was from another Bing Crosby movie. Called Holiday Inn. It came out in 1942. Not gonna lie. Um, my older holiday movies, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not real yeah. versed on them. Not gonna lie. Pretty much It's a Wonderful Life is about as old as I go. I don't even watch Miracle on 34th Street. But yeah, Holiday Inn came out in 42. White Christmas didn't come out until 1954. Hmm. So cool little factoids there. But yeah, Bing, Bing sits atop the, atop the castle there for the best selling. No. Well, okay yeah. then. That's what, uh, fifty million. Fifty million dollars for one okay. single. Now the one that's been adapted more times than others is Silent Night. Really? Yeah, it currently has seven hundred and thirty three different versions copyrighted since nineteen seventy eight. Hmm. That that's that's actually surprising. Like I really figured it'd be something a little bit more modern. A little bit more catchy. Silent uh, Night is kind of a downer. No. I mean Jingle Bells is the first one that I can't think of. Like, <laughs> didn't like every singer at some point do Jingle Bells? That's got to be one of the most annoying songs. Hmm. Is it because you've just heard it so many times? You know, even like, your favorite song, you can just hit it too much, too hard. <laughs> <laughs> or unless you're like me that hates Christmas music. <laughs> well, then they're all they all suck, suck to you. So. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, there are some of them that uh, do actually enjoy. Uh, actually, really enjoy the Grinch song. <laughs> oh, you're a mean one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if you had you to listen to it. You did that good. Well, thank you. 
Maybe I should look into voiceover work. Hmm. So, closing this out. How you going to close it out, man? What you got interesting to lead us out of this holiday episode? Everybody knows of there's nine reindeer, right? We already Including hit, Rudolph. We already talked about Rudolph earlier, head. but there's originally eight. But then, of course, Rudolph comes in. I had a mi- minute of doubting myself. Where I'm like, no, I think there's eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Traditionally so, eight. Yeah, traditionally eight. And the traditional eight came from, everybody knows it as the night before Christmas. But originally, the story was a visit from St. Nicholas, is what it was actually called. Okay. Okay. In this... The names of two of the reindeer were different than what we know them as now. Everybody knows Donner and Blitzen. Okay. Back I've in, heard so many people call him Donder. Back in the day, whenever this first came out, it was Dunder and Blixum. And Blixum. Blixum? Okay. What's now, up, Blixum? I don't think you caught my Dunder Mifflin reference there, but okay. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. It just kind of slid under when we were talking over each other. Now, the original story was submitted anonymously. Okay? Did you say synonymously or anonymously? Anonymously. Anonymously. Yes. Okay. I misheard it. So, uh, New York's Troy Sentinel was the one that first published it. Nobody knew who the writer was. Finally, after a couple years after they first published this, it came out that there was this man named Clement Clark Moore. But there's been a lot of speculation that it was a different individual named Henry Livingston. Okay, so it was already like this big, huge conspiracy theory. Dr. Livingston? About who really wrote this, I presume. Now, Dunder means thunder in Dutch. Dunder. Blixum means lightning. Thunder and lightning. So that makes sense, right? Correct. Okay. But again, we have this uh, this whole thing where it's mis- misinterpreted of who really wrote it. And nobody really knows for sure. There's been a lot of historians have gone back and forth and a lot of research has been done. I wonder if they can get some of that Marvel money for the family going back and say, we want... Ah, uh, money. Yeah, so it's... I want the residuals it's, off of this. One said that it was a guy who wrote the story one night, and somehow it got related, or got relayed to somebody else, and they went and did it. The other one was that a guy wrote the story for his kids and sat on it for years and never said anything about it. And eventually it got out once the kids got a little bit older. So, I mean, in that time, copywriting didn't even really exist. I mean, you could steal shit from anybody and say it was yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's totally screwed up. (laughs) Thomas Edison. Uh, So anyway, yes, there's definitely a lot of a lot of controversy around mm, this still to this day. Now I'm not going to be able to listen to Thunderstruck without thinking thinking 1823 (laughs) was when this was very first put out. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Now, whoever wrote it mixed Scandinavian myth with Dutch American version of Santa. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm that's following. when that first kind of really started the whole thing with uh, him having a sleigh and and, and reindeer and such like that stuff and having the reindeer and everything like that. So, so this kind of cherry picked. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah what's kind of like. big things back and forth. Now, a publisher named Charles 
Fino. Fino changed Blixum to Blixin to rhyme with Vixen. That's okay. Okay. Reasonable. I see that. that. It flows better. The rhymes work. And changed Donder to make it easier to pronounce. So they weren't wrong. Or Dunder to Donder to make it easier. They weren't wrong with the Donder thing. Okay. Because I thought it was Donner. Well, we'll get there in a minute. Okay. It started off as Dunder and Blixum. Okay. It sounds it's so awkward rolling off the tongue like that. So at this point, now we've moved forward and it's Blixen. It's like a drunk Uncle Jerry Donder. sitting at the table going Donder and Blixen. Well, I mean, you really think about it like how many times throughout history have we changed, changed names because names it sounded difficult verbiage and different things like that to make it easier to pronounce. I believe we have a whole episode on yeah. that. I mean, shit. that that stuff is it's very a matter common. of fact. very very common. Okay, but messing you up in your story. <laughs> so then, if and hey, I'm not taking sides here. I don't care. It's you know not my story. By At the end means. of the day, don't but really make a shit. If Moore was actually the one that wrote it, he did not actually go to a publisher to publish his own work until many years later. Okay, so like somebody took heard him tell the story, took it as their own. Is that kind of what you're exactly. alluding to? Exactly. Somebody okay. took the story. And published it far earlier. So, somewhere around 18, like, 45, 43, somewhere in that range. He actually produced his version of it, submitted it to a producer, or to a a publisher, and they created it. Well, in his version, he changed Blixum to Blixin. Sounds cooler. Okay. Again, a lot of these, they think were derived from... The idea of thunder and lightning, which actually makes them sound like the coolest two. That's kind of yeah, that's your hard ass reindeer. Yeah, man up no there. joke. Like thunder and lightning, they're at the front of the pack. They're at the front or the back, charging the way, like pushing, doing the muzzle. The Who work. needs a glowing red nose <laughs> when you've got thunder and lightning leading the exactly, way through exactly. the clouds? So between 1837, <laughs> I just had the mental image of like Santa's sleigh just busting through like Thor coming to land. <laughs> it's just like a thunderbolt <laughs> leading the way. Yeah, it's just thunder and lightning. He lands on the roof all like a hard ass. Boom! Superhero landing. You can't lift the bag if you're not worthy. Somewhere between 1837 and 1844, there were at least seven different tellings of this story of these reindeer's names. In the newspapers and stuff like that, where the reindeer's, those two reindeer names were changed. Is it fair to say, too, that there was a lot of people that were illiterate at this time and probably were just going off of what they thought when they were, like, reading the story to their children and stuff and said, well, ah, I think it's again, Blitzen. like we said a minute ago with the other guy, he changed certain things to make it rhyme and other ones to make it towards a little bit Sounds more... Sounds like there's a hell of a lot of plagiarism going uh, on yeah, in 1830. Yeah, like, well, you know, I didn't have the laws like we do nowadays. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, at some point... Between 1906 and 1949, they started using the name Donner. Nobody knows who exactly was the first one to use it, but it started becoming popular. And it, again, was one of those, like, it was a little bit easier to say. And when you think about the song that goes through your head, Donner just kind of rolls off the tongue and becomes more more easy to say. Wait, what year was this? Which which one do you want to talk about? When Donner became popular. 
somewhere between 1906 and 1949. Okay, it's like we're talking like almost 50 years. Like okay. I was thinking because of like the Donner Party, but that was in the 1840s. Like, we're 50, 53 years that or 43 years that it was Donder. Yeah. Somehow this kind of went around and whatever. Blitzen, we know that actually became a a his name. It Blitzen is true. locked in. Boom. Finally, after a long time, finally got it. Donner, we're still not really sure. So that's what I'm saying. I've heard some people say Donder. People, yeah, Donder or uh, yeah, Dunder, different <laughs> things like that. So this poor reindeer has <laughs> dealt with this for shit 200 years <laughs> Atreyu almost. give me a name <laughs> <laughs> fucking just give yeah, me a name trying to figure out what his damn name is <laughs> Dahmer <laughs> so Delmar. yes believe it or not there's this huge huge thing with these two reindeer's names <laughs> that we've gone around round and round about Delmar and Blitzen yeah wow so many people running around just trying and to name freaking reindeer. Here we have one of what I would think is one of the greatest stories. Oh, definitely has to be one of the most told. Yeah. It's told every sure. year. Every year. It's passed down to every and generation. Every year, every generation. Yeah, for sure. And we still really don't know. It it kind of makes me think of like, you look at like Batman with the whole Bob Kane and... Bill Finger. Bill Finger thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're sitting here looking at like one of the greatest historical writings ever and we're still not 100% sure who really did it I'm not trying to get myself in trouble here but you did just call Batman one of the greatest historical writings yeah, I mean he is I mean, one of the greatest fictional characters yeah. safer to say okay safer yeah, to say. Maybe a little safer one of the best say, fictional still, characters of all time but still like we're sitting here looking at this great yeah. historical writing and we still Everybody's kind of up in the air. Like Like you said when you dated it. it. 1830s, 1820s, 40s. It's like... It was 1823 when it first came out. Yeah. 1823. It probably got told, resold a hundred different ways before it finally got... Like, they might have not even been the people that really did write it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It could have been a story, like an amalgamation of five different stories from somebody. Mm -hmm. And that was just the first person to claim it. Absolutely. Yeah. And how much of it does come from lore that is handed down mm-hmm. orally. Like I said earlier, like you're talking about like Scandinavian combined with Dutch, with German Dutch American and... coming in there. There yeah. were a lot of German uh, influences on it. So, I mean, like you have all these different nationalities coming in, mixing in together. We get the story that, hey, that we all know and love and we'll, you know, carry on for generations to come. But we still really don't know for sure. And unfortunately, well, two reindeer. Two little reindeer names. lost in the mix. <laughs> Damn. Especially Donner. Donner. I spent a lot of time on reindeer, man. <laughs> Screw it up, man. I'll leave you with this, but on the way out. All right. Did you know that the Christmas wreath was first originated as a symbol of Christ, right? Okay. The holly represents the crown of thorns. The red berries symbolize the blood. And so whenever you see somebody hanging a, a wreath on their door, that was where the origin of the wreath started from was as a symbol for christ okay so it'll make you think when you see these people with these big elaborate ordained lots of jibber jabber going on on the wreath you want to go hey man yeah so anyway, anyway so this is our christmas special this has uh, been the christmas special <laughs> i hope we didn't piss too many people off with some of the stuff but hey we're just speaking what what's been written man yep we're just relaying the truth to the to the nice folks out there we are not experts 
by any means. We're not scientists. We're not doctors. We're not anything like that. But what do you even call us givers of knowledge? We're just dudes that regurgitate shit we read. That sounds good. Yep. I agree, agree on that. that. I Let's totally cross agree the table that. and shake your hand. <laughs> All with right. that, everybody out there in listener land, y'all have a Merry Christmas. This is going to be our end of season two episode. So y'all be sure and subscribe so you're informed when we drop the very first episode of season three of the random men we're looking forward to getting that rolling excited yes excitement yes, yes we've Again, got uh, we have so many things planned we want to thank all of y'all out there for the support because it's been overwhelming we, we've got a great following uh we really enjoy hearing from y'all guys yes thank you this is everybody out there because you know what this is something that we started off a year ago uh, when the, we're coming up on the year anniversary of the show in the middle of all the COVID stuff, we did this just as a kind of a, hey, let's have it to do and let's see what happens. And you know what? This is actually starting to roll pretty good. And we're getting a really great response from a lot of people. And we cannot tell you how much we really appreciate everybody. Um, this was kind of a, a goofy dream of ours. And it's actually oh, it's working out really fantastic. good. It's been yeah. fantastic. We're enjoying that y'all enjoy it. Yep. Listening to us is just like riding along with friends, sitting at a bar with some friends, having having conversation. Uh, occasionally, if we can drop nuggets on y'all of historical facts or all the kind of wackadoo things that we come up with on here, important to us that you have fun with it. Yep. That's what we're doing. We're having fun. Yep. We just enjoy it. So again, love y'all. Thank you for the support. Mm-hmm. We'll see y'all next year. Until then, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs>